0: Let me pray. Lord God, thank you. We're ready to go. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence. We want your wisdom. Speak to us, challenge us, jam us up. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, Holy Spirit, gonna jam you up. Let's go, let's go. Let's get your Bibles out. Church, let's get your Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. One more time, say word. Turn to Mark chapter 16, Mark chapter 16. Every year, um, I make it a point to go on vacation. My wife and I, not only do we go on vacation, we have getaways all of the time. It is very important. And uh, we, we went away and during our, my vacation, Which is spent a lot of time just watching my wife get a tan. (laughs) Because I I don't lay in the sun. I'm under the umbrella and she's in the umbrella, you know. And um, uh, I I say, God, give me a word. I want to get a profound revelation. And three weeks ago or so, I was just thinking about stuff. And God said to me, You know what? You spend a lot of time managing your life, managing your month, your year, your day your time, managing this and managing that, I want you to manage your moments. In other words, when you get anxious in that moment, manage that moment. When you are fearful, manage that moment. In other words, when you sense fear come on you, what are you going to do at that moment? When you sense jealousy, what are you going to do in that moment? When you're anxious, when you're prideful, what are you going to do in that moment? I want you to manage that moment and what you're thinking. I'm starting a series today called Mind Your Business. Everyone say, mind your business. Minding your business is giving mental focus to the business of God in your life each moment. You can come to church, have a great time, read the Bible, pray, and have a great experience. And then go walk out, walk out the room and start cursing. Go walk out in the room and say, "I, I, I went to church. Now I'm gonna go to strip club." We had some ladies from our church to go to strip club. They were ministering to the ladies in the strip club, and these guys were sitting in the strip club. And they said, "Where y'all from?" And the ladies that were from the church that were there to minister to the strippers said to the guys in there watching the strippers, "We are from the Rock Church." The guys who were watching the strippers dropped their head and said, "We're from the Rock Church too." Hmm. Two for one. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, let's go to strip club. Why? Because you are not minding God's business. You can walk and have an experience with the Prince of Peace, yet you have turmoil in your heart. You can have this super supernatural revelation from the light of the world and yet you are walking in darkness. Why? Because you are not thinking on the things of God all the time. You can read your Bible, pray, worship. But that you don't make the decisions in the moment that are about God's business. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus had revealed to his disciples miracles. He raised the dead, the blind, the mute. Walked on water. Did all this kind of stuff. Taught them. He. They saw him beat down the Pharisees with his wisdom. And then he says, "Guess what? I'm going to die. They're going to arrest me. They're going to beat me. They're going to betray me. When are y'all going to betray me and deny me? And and and, and I'm going to die. And then I'm going to rise from the dead. And Peter says, "No, no, 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 no. You can't. That, that can't happen." And look what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. He says, He turned to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. If I'm Peter, I'm like, you know, Why I gotta be Satan? Can I be like stupid? Why can't I be like an idiot? <laughs> Jesus says to him, You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God. You are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. What you think about has probably more to do with your spirituality as anything else as much as because the Holy Spirit can do all this work God can, can can give you joy God can open up doors of opportunity he can bring an opportunity right to your lap but if you don't make a decision to take it it does no good and a lot of y'all in, in messed up situations not because God because you made a decision not to obey him you couldn't accept the things of God they were too big for you 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 heard it he revealed it to you so in this series we're going to talk about renewing your mind creating a mind changing the way you think i'm telling you every every series i think is the best series ever right because it's just my series right so i think oh this is this is the latest thing in my life so i'm i'm excited about it and i always tell you this is going to be the best series ever and this is going to be the, the most important series in your life this though <laughs> this how many of y'all wake up in the morning and you Feel anxiousness ever? Anxiety. Okay, Uh, by the way, if you're new here, when we raise our hand, we put an elbow above our ear. (laughs) How many of y'all feel anxiousness or fear or something negative? There we go. Look at, by the way, keep your hand up and look around the room. You're not alone. Say, I'm not alone. Why? Because we're all in the same exact spiritual battle. Anxiety is an anticipated disaster. Anxiety is an anticipated disaster. Hope is an anticipated desire. So when you wake up in the morning and the devil is trying to beat you down right now, why he wants to set the course of your day this way? He wants to get a jump on everything. You have to, you have to, in that moment, say no. That's a decision. He's going to come at you. That's what he does. But you got to say no. Okay. So we got. We're going to look at how the mind works and the difference between your mind and your thoughts and. I mean, four weeks. Next week, I'm gonna uh, interview Dr. Amen, who uh, is a brain. I don't even know what to call him. He's a brain doctor. He studies brains, and and I, he's been teaching me stuff for a long time. And he's gonna talk about automatic. Negative thoughts. He calls them ants. Like when you go to a picnic and ants crawl over your food, and we all have automatic negative thoughts all the time. I'm not going to get into it, but you know, um, you have jealousy thoughts, insecurity thoughts. You personalize stuff. Everything's negative. You blame people. Some of us have these automatic thoughts. Boom, negative. We're going to talk about that next week and how to destroy them. Can I get amen? All right, let's go to the screen. Hey, by the way, um, real quick, in your notes there was a declaration that I want you to say every day. I want to go through this efficiently because I have a lot of information to do in the next few minutes. But I want to recite this declaration and if you're going to renew your mind, you're going to have to start thinking negative, positive thoughts and reciting positive things and the Word of God over and over and over again. It's not just going to happen, it's going to be a decision you make to work it and change it and transform it. And one of the ways we're going to do that is by reciting the declaration. So let's all say this out loud on the count of three. One, two, three, say, I am made in the image of God. Say it say it again. Number two. One more time to say it together. God has given me a sound mind, the mind of Christ. You have to say that over and over. It's gonna be in your lesson plan every week. You say it over and over again, 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 over and over again. You are not gonna learn by doing it one time. It will not happen. You will not learn by praying about it. It will not happen. You have to pray and then you have to obey. Number three. I commit to being mindful of my, the Father's business in my life today. Let's read again. I commit to being mindful of the Father's business in my life today. Number four, down selfish and toxic thinking. Ay, 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 ay. Number five, I will take my thoughts captive. One more time, church. I will take my thoughts captive and think like Christ today. Number six, As my mind is renewed, my physical brain will be transformed. We're going to talk about that in two weeks a lot, but I'll mention it today. But the physical shape of your brain changes with your thoughts. Oh, that can't be true. It's true. You heard it was on Google. I read it online. It's true. One, two, three. I choose to dwell on positive thoughts and only speak life today because all of God's promises in my life are yes. Say yes. yes. Say yes. yes. Very good. Body, soul and spirit. Let's go. Here we go. I'm going to do a little review that we did from our Kingdom Warrior series so we can understand the role of your mind. okay? Everyone say body, body. Say soul. soul, say spirit. Your body is this, your physical body, we get that. Your brain is part of your body, it's physical, amen. Okay, Everyone got that. Simple. Okay. Heart and soul or soul is your mind, your conscience, your will, your emotions, your personality. You can't touch those things. Okay. That's non-physical. By the way, your mind is separate than your brain. You will hear this every week. Your mind, they work together. But it's separate than your brain. We'll talk about that. In a Say, spirit. spirit. Okay, this is where the Holy Spirit is gonna live. Okay, so your body, your personality, your conscious, your emotions, your tripping, your strongholds, your all your negative thoughts, and then God's presence. Are y'all following me? Next, next slide. Your body interacts with the world. Your body interacts with the world. Your soul interacts with the spirit and the body. In other words, your soul can interact with the Spirit of God and it can interact with the body. Okay? And then your spirit, this is where God lives. Okay? Are y'all following me? So when you get saved, your spirit is enveloped with the Holy Spirit. You are a new creature in Christ. We're going to see in a minute. Next one. Um, Your body identity is established in what you see in the mirror. If I want to know what my body looks like, I don't read the Bible. The Bible's not going to tell me what my body looks like. I look in a mirror, a physical mirror. This is a new outfit I got. My wife bought me shoes yesterday, and this shirt. They were and She wanted me to be all tricked out, so <laughs> I tried it on, and I looked in the mirror and said, "Oh snap! Boom! It's good. Okay." <laughs> so the only way I can do that—it doesn't matter what I feel, it doesn't matter what I think, it doesn't matter what the Bible says—the only way I can know is to look in the mirror. Are you following me? Your heart. This, how do you know what your soul is identified by what you feel and think? Okay, and then your spirit on a spiritual level, your spiritual identity is completely determined by what the Bible says. Your spiritual condition has nothing to do with what you feel. Your spiritual condition has nothing to do with what other people say. It has everything to do with what does the Bible say? And this is why it's so important. This is fat. This does not change. God's word is forever. You're gonna have all kinds of emotions good, bad, indifferent, depressed, discouraged, happy. It's all over the map. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's all over the map. And your body's like, oh, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. Okay, next one. Salva- no, one more. The salvation impact. Salvation impact. When you get saved, there's no impact on your body. In other words, if you're fat when you get saved, you're fat after you get saved. If you're short when you get saved, you're short after you get saved. If you're dumb before you get saved, you're dumb after you get saved. Then we say, "Well, I have, to, I have mind the mind of Christ. I'm not dumb." No, you're still dumb. Jesus is just smart. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Now you have access to that wisdom, yes, but that doesn't make you smart unless you access it. Ah, ah. Because dumb people say stuff in the name of Christ, and Jesus is like, "I didn't say that." <laughs> I didn't say that, that's you <laughs> don't put my name on it uh, when, when you get saved the impact on your personality nothing the impact on your mind nothing you has to make a decision if you're depressed you still could be depressed uh, if you're still cursed you still you might still curse you're still addicted you could still be addicted this is this is the mystery why am I saved I go to church and then nothing changes. Because your mind has not been renewed enough to be about God's business, moment by moment, where you are thinking about His Word, and you are pulling down strongholds. We're going to see in a minute, and fighting the battle in your mind. I'm going to talk about this in the coming weeks. But you have about sixty thousand thoughts a day. Some people say thirty thousand. Don't matter. You have tens of thousands of thoughts a day, and three quarters of them are negative. That's why your life is jacked up. The Holy Spirit right here, he's perfect. The Bible says salvation impact, spiritually you are a new creature in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. You are righteous spiritually. I am seated at the right hand of the father, you can't deny that. Now I still may be overweight, underweight, six feet tall, whatever, but spiritually I am seated at the right hand of the father. Put, it, put that first up there. Second Corinthians chapter five. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he is a new crea- creation. The old is gone. The old is gone. The new is come. Behold, all things pass away. Well, why do I still lust? Why am I still prideful? Why am I still insecure? Why am I still angry? Because this has to be renewed. This is where we live. This is where we live. So, next slide. Next slide. So, we're going to look at some some impact. Matter of fact, let me. I'm going to start over here. When we receive Christ, we receive the mind of Christ you have when you ask Christ to be your savior you have the mind of Christ what does it say first corinthians chapter 2 verse 16 for who has known the mind of the lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of Christ when Christ fills you with the spirit of god you have everything god has and is living in you and guess what he's sitting here waiting for you to access him waiting for you to ask him for advice i wonder how many of you pray and your prayer is simply you telling god stuff now Forgive me if I misrepresent the heart of God, but let me do my version. Okay, Lord, we good? You're praying, saying all this stuff, complaining about this person, complaining about this, complaining about that, and God's like this. I already know all that. When are you gonna let me talk? Because nothing you're saying to me is new. But what I have to say to you is gonna rock your world. So when you're done, let me talk. And here's what we do. God, God, this, God, that, God, that. Oh, amen. And God's like. (laughs) All you did was talk to yourself. You didn't let him talk to you. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, that we have love, power, and a sound mind. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You want to make a sound decision? Ask God. Read the Bible. The book of Proverbs has 31 chapters. It's 31 days in the longest month of the the year. The book of Proverbs was given to us for wisdom. You want wisdom? Read the book of Proverbs. Today's August 5th. Read Proverbs 5. Tomorrow's the 6th. Read Proverbs 6. It's not complicated. And if you ask God, God, I'm getting ready to date this woman. What do you want me to do? God says, I'm glad you asked. God, I'm getting ready to date this man. What do you want me to do? I'm glad you asked. Ask him how many wives he has. For real? For real. Yo, man, uh, how many wives do you have? Uh, God just saved you a bunch of headache. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. Insight into the Father's business. God says, hey, you're not mindful of the things of, of things of God. You're mindful of the things of, God, of, God, of man. You need to say, Lord, I want to be about your business. Why is this important? You can come to church, have your experience, and many of you uh, come to church and you're like, let me rate the performance. Miles was funny today. Or the worship was that. Okay, whatever. What did you get from God? I pray. I study. God speaking. What did you get from God? And what are you going to take from God and apply it to your life in your decisions? Because if you're not going to apply it in your decisions, it's just theory. You're just religious. You have to in the moment, day in and day out. Someone comes to you and makes a smart, alec remark to you, and bonds. You have to say, right now, God, what do you want me to do? Someone lies to you. Right now, God, what do you want me to do? You gotta make a financial decision, a relationship decision, a business decision. Right then, God, what do you want me to do? This is being mindful of the things of God. What does the Bible say? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Holy Spirit, I'm getting anxious right now. I'm getting angry right now. Can you calm me down? Absolutely. Just don't say anything right now until I calm you down. It's gonna take five minutes. As a matter of fact, why don't you go in your car and yell at the wall? Something, but you gotta make a decision. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Okay, next one. Okay, here we go. Four things about the mind. Now write these down in your notes. And we're going to get more into this in the coming weeks. These are four things about your mind that you need to be aware. Number one, the mind can stand outside of the body and evaluate thoughts. Oh snap! <laughs> what <laughs> your mind? <laughs> now, this might sound freaky to you, okay? But I'm just going to illustrate it physically, okay? I'm going to use my name. I have a thought. And my mind goes, Hold up, Miles. What is that? What are you thinking about right now? Where did that come from? Come from the devil. I don't know, came from somewhere, but I had to start. Look what it says in second let me let me look it says in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. Verse 4. Put that over the screen. It says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. By the way. A stronghold is an incorrect destructive thinking pattern. I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm ugly. I'm a failure, I'm a failure. People always disappoint me. I will never get married. God doesn't love me. God doesn't love me. God doesn't answer my prayers. Those are incorrect destructive thinking patterns. And they have a stronghold in your life. They have you in bondage. The weapons of our warfare, warfare are not carnal but mighty, and pulling down those strongholds. In week four, we're going to talk about those strongholds a little more. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. God said he loves you, and something says God doesn't love you. God said he has a future and a hope for you, and something says your life is just going to be a one big failure. And you have this battle going on in your mind, and your mind has to decide am I going to believe the stronghold and the lie that is exalting itself above the knowledge of God, or am I going to trust the knowledge of God that does not change? Because that's who I really am. Am I going to live up to and believe in the position that God has elevated me to when I gave my life to Christ? This is a decision in your mind. And often people get saved and they think some spiritual thing is gonna happen. All of a sudden they're gonna be different without having to think about. It. It's like getting on a treadmill. It's like you want to lose weight, and you're like, Holy Spirit, I'm gonna lose weight. Well, get your fat behind on the treadmill then. <laughs> you just don't pray and it's gonna go away. You gotta make a decision and then you gotta work. And then by the way, when you make a decision to get on the treadmill, you have to make another decision to keep going when it hurts. And you gotta make a decision to stop eating those Twinkies while you're on the treadmill. Stop smoking cigarettes while you're on the treadmill. That, those are decisions you have to make. The spirit, the spirit of God can't do that for you. But everybody around me smokes. We'll get some different friends. That's a decision you gotta make. Listen to the garbage people are putting in your head as you're talking to them on Twitter or whatever, Facebook or your friends cursing, talking about this person, talking about this person, talking politics, garbage, division, division, division. And you're like, look, ah. Talk to me about God? Can you speak life to me? Fill my head. Remember, all this stuff right here? A lot of this stuff is from input in your life. We're going to talk more about this. A lot of these thoughts came from input, negative input you put in your head. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. If this is the only Bible you get, the devil's going to beat you down. You're just not that good. Jesus prayed all night, all the time. If this is the only prayer you get, the only worship you get, if you only worship God once a week, huh, you're weak. You have to build your spirit up. When you next thing, you can create a new brain. Number 2, your mind can create a new brain. I can't wait to do this one. This message, we're going to talk about every time you have a thought, you have a different structure that is formed in your brain. Every thought is a physical structure in your brain. Oh, snap. Every thought is a physical structure in your brain, and when that thought changes, you have a different structure. You do brain surgery every single day. And every thought, you'll hear this repeatedly every thought impacts every cell in your body, positive or negative. Every thought impacts every cell in your body, positive or negative. If I come to you and say, You're an idiot, uh, if I come and say, You know what, you bless me, Whew. I did, huh? You can speak life to yourself. How do you do that? I am made in the image of God. I am going to think on things that are holy and pure and lovely. God has a future and hope for my life. God's never, Just like the video you saw in the beginning of the sermon. God has a plan for my life. If you are not thinking on those things, you will be in bondage to the opposite. Number, number three, choose life or death. You can choose life or death when you leave here you're going to do something that's either destructive or empowering to your spiritual life what you put on the radio who you talk to what you eat what you smoke what you snort what you watch it's either going to give life and empower your spiritual life or death think about it mind your business when you turn the radio on what are they talking about what images are they putting in your head I was, I was walking out of I won't get into that. Number four, your mind can be renewed, changed. Romans 12, 1 and 2. We're going to end with this verse. I beseech you, beg you, implore you, therefore, brethren, according to the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Everybody say, living sacrifice. In the Old Testament when they brought a sacrifice, they had to bring a sacrifice that was pure and holy, but it was they would kill it. And it was put on the fire and consumed by the fire. We are telling God, we are saying, God, God, I am here to function for you. Use my voice. Use my hands. Use my, my legs. Use my, my personality. My, my soul. You use, use my thoughts. Use my experience. Use my facial expressions that you have given me. Use all that for your glory. It is submitted to you. God, that's a living sacrifice, you're not going, God, here I am. You're like, God, what do you want me to say, who do you want me to talk to, where do you want me to go. And then when, and when, and then when you get challenged, oh, you got to talk to somebody about race. That's scary, so I'm not going to do that. God says, no, you can do it. You really can. Think about the people in your life that you think you know. Just ask one of them to sit down and talk, all you got to do is listen. You can do that. Uh, Okay. Okay. You got to fight that battle. You got to fight that battle. I I give myself a living sacrifice. Say holy. (laughs) Take a deep breath in. Say holy. holy. Holy means set aside. When you brought an animal to be sacrificed it had to be healthy. It had to be precious one years old you couldn't bring a lamb that had a broke leg blind eczema, couldn't even go back it would go bad. that was it. <laughs> you got to take that bad boy back and get another one <laughs> you, got, you got to give God your best what does that mean don't do your, don't wake up in the morning and do this okay let me have a prayer time yeah <sighs> God bless my day <sighs> oh, okay God amen what kind of prayer time is that? Give God your best. And then it says, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You have no other reasonable thing to do. It is not reasonable to get your information and make your decisions about your life from the television. It is not reasonable to get your information from talk radio or the Internet. It is not reasonable for you to t- make a decision or determination about your worth by Facebook. That's not reasonable. It's insane. Because what you are looking at is not true. Doesn't mean that you don't do get information. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying what's reasonable is that you give your life and your and and you give your mind and you let Christ renew your mind. That's what's reasonable. Why? Because He knows everything. You are never going to improve on His wisdom and His power and His love for you. You are never going to improve on how much He can bless you, ladies. There is no guy on the planet that can bless you more than Jesus. He he don't exist. I don't care. I don't care if he got an APAC. All his teeth. (laughs) And a job. (laughs) And no baby mama in his life. (laughs) Let's keep reading. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't think like the world. Please stop. God, renew my mind. And then I will prove, what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. you know that God has given you opportunities. He has given you business deals, relationships. But you reasoned about them according to the wisdom of the world. Fellas, God brought you a, a woman and she wasn't the shape that your lust was thinking about. And so you you liked her. She was. Everything clicked, but your mind was telling you, "Well, she ain't sexy enough," and you went for Jezebel. In the Bible, Jezebel is a name for a loose little honey, little chicklet. (laughs) And God said, "Uh huh, over there, that one. No, I want, I want Jezebel. Okay." Jezebel got her middle name is Jeze Smell. <laughs> don't get it twisted. It goes the other way, women and guys, don't get it twisted. Don't get distracted. The point applies to all kind of areas in our life where God says, I want to give you something good, and you thought you were wiser than God. And God says, No, no, don't do that. And then, and by the way, you met that person in church, so now you blame Pastor Miles for giving you a bad woman. (laughs) Keep your drama. If you meet someone at the Rock Church and they say, hey, go to the Rock, don't assume anything. Don't even assume that they go. I meet people. I meet people. Hey, I go to the Rock. Okay, when's the last time you've been? I went to 7 o'clock service, San Diego State. That was like 11 years ago, homie. So if they're going to say that to me, you know they're going to say that to you. But my point is, God, will you give me wisdom in all things? Mind your business moment by moment. In a minute we're going to pray. And here's my challenge to you. Some of you are going to have to say, Lord, I want Jesus in my life. Because I don't even have the spirit of God. I don't even have access to a sound mind. Because the spirit of God don't live in me. And then there's some of y'all, y'all been saved. Y'all been saved for a long time. You've been doing your own thing and your life is jacked up. Or you just need to surrender your life. A living sacrifice. Lord, here's my mind. Before I pray, I want to challenge every single one of you. Three more weeks, we're going to do this series. Come every week. That's a decision you make. Adjust your schedule. Adjust your schedule. Get in an R group. Adjust your schedule. Be generous. Adjust your schedule. That's a decision. I was talking to a guy the other day and I asked him to go to church. He said, Ah, oh, no, 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 no. And he works at a church. I said, How do you do that? He said, Well, well. I said, Brother, you're just being selfish. I don't want to hear all that. You have made a decision. I'm not, don't tell me you're not ready. You have decided. You don't want to do that. It's up to you. You have to look at yourself in the mirror because here's what Jesus is going to say. Jesus is going to say, I died for you. I sent a guy from New York to yell at you every week. You got the Bible. You got our groups. You got, they do all the stuff in the community. And you're going to tell me I didn't, you didn't have all the opportunity to do the right thing? It was in you. It was on you. It was right here. You want to be holy? Right here. And make a decision. Everything, all the resources to be holy is available to you. You pray five minutes a day, what do you think five minutes is going to do? The devil laughs at your five minutes because you spend four minutes complaining. (laughs) And then you say, In Jesus' name, please bless me today. He's like, What was that? And the devil goes, You are such a fool. I'm going to talk to you. I'm talking to you before you open your eyes. It's a decision. The church can change the world if it just decided to walk with God. They decided to pray. Jesus prayed all night. When is the last time you prayed an hour? An hour. When is the last time you could focus on God for an hour without focusing on your problems. Let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Holy Spirit, I pray you speak to people right now on all the campuses. Fire. Lord, we hear your voice and then we just keep dismissing it. Start worrying about stuff. We just don't trust your word. The Bible, that small still voice in us, all the ways you reveal your truth to us. If you want to make a decision today to surrender yourself as a living sacrifice, either that you may receive Christ as your Savior, or you just need to surrender your mind, your heart, your life because you said a prayer and you kind of do religious things, but you are not. Minding your business, mentally focused on the things of God. I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you're saved, you say, I don't know why, I just need to pray, just pray it. Just pray, don't overthink it. Just trust God. In the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God. I trust you. I love you. I know Jesus died and rose from the dead. We celebrate every year, Good Friday and Easter. I know he loves me. Because he died for me. And I know I can trust him. Because he's put up with me all these years and hasn't killed me. So Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my mind, my thoughts. Thank you. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand up, whatever campus you're in. You are going to make a decision. I am going to stand. And you may be sitting there going, I don't even know why I should stand, but I just feel I should. There you go. Make that decision to trust God. Always err on the side of obedience, the side of faith. You can't out obey God, you can't out love God, you can't out give God. He always has your back. So, on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, or you think you wanted to pray that prayer, or you think you should have prayed that prayer, I'm gonna ask you to stand up on the count of three in all the campuses. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. God, stand to your feet. Come on now. Come on, make a decision. Make a decision. Come on now. Amen. Now, we're gonna ask all y'all who are standing in a minute, we're gonna ask you to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up, and us will bring you down. We are going to celebrate them. So if you're standing up, come out of your seat, come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. Come on now, church. Come on now, church. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. God bless you.
1: God bless you. Hey, 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 hey. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hey. God bless you. 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 Come, darling. How are you? God bless you. 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 You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Come here, let me punch you, man. (laughs) Big fella. God bless you. Come on, let's get
0: over here. Come on (laughs) now. Amen. We are running out of time, so I'm gonna make this quick. If you're not here next week, barring a tragedy, it was a decision you made. If you don't read your Bible, barring a tragedy, I don't know what tragedy that is, it is a decision you made. Then whatever happens is up to it's because of you. If you don't pray every day, if you don't make time for God, that is a decision you make. If you don't invite people to church, that's the decision you make. Based on lies, a lie of fear that something bad's gonna happen. Trust God. Make a decision. I am going to obey God. God's gonna bless all of you. You made a decision to get up out of your seat and come down here in front of all these people you don't know. Amen? Make a decision, make a decision, all of y'all and go home and say, I need to evaluate my life. What in my life does not honor God? Get rid of it. What in my life does not honor God, get rid of it. Your attitude, your language, what's in your refrigerator, what's under your mattress, what's on your internet, what's in your internet, your friends. Make a decision. If you don't make a decision, don't complain. Because you brought it on yourself. And if someone hurts you, make a decision to get help. We've all been hurt, we all got drama. Make a decision to get help. That's on you too. You can't have stopped what they did, but you can now make a decision to not complain about it, but to go get help for it. I, I can't tell you how many thousands, I should say thousands, hundreds of hours I spent in counseling on the couch. Me on the couch. Help me. And those have been some amazing, amazing times. Get a decision. Lord, I pray for all these people. I pray we make decisions. To obey you, to trust you. Thank you for all these people who took courage, who courageously got out of their seats, stood up, and came down and walked down here. Bless them. Lord, bless us. May we decide and purpose in our heart to be about your business. In Jesus' name, and in the number of days. amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Let's give them a hand. They come out this way. Come on, church. Come on, church. Amen.
1: Come on. Come on, let's go. Hey, 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 bless hey, hey, bless you. hey, bring you back. hey, hey, bring you back. hey, 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 bless you, Okay, God bless you. Come on, somebody. Hey, how
0: you doing? How you doing, God bless you. Okay, she did, okay, God bless you. Come on, give me a big hand, come on church. Hey, uh, go get the Katina stuff out in the lobby. Take those brothers home. Pastor.
1: Let's give the Lord a hand and thank him for what he's doing here. Praise the Lord. So great to have you back. Pastor Miles, we love you. Thank you for the message there. We have our pastoral support team. You can stay standing. I'm just going to highlight a couple things before we get going. We have our pastoral support team that would love to connect with you guys before you take off. We've got our young adults um, a united evening. So young adults calling young adults. It's next week and all the information is in your bulletin go. The young adults is on fire and God is doing some amazing things and and we are seeing some amazing, amazing leadership, right? That's coming out of that young adult. So come be a part of what God's doing there. Women, we have the women's retreat that is right around the corner. My wife and my daughters are going. They are going to have a great time. It's not too late to sign up. Don't miss out, and of course we've got the Catinas. There would love to connect with. You.